This is episode twenty-four. It's called "Hey, Don't Sneeze on My Sandwich." Hey, everybody! Welcome to episode twenty-four. It is the day that we've all been waiting for. It's back to school day. Actually, our district went back to school two days ago, but for the most part, Toronto and such is going back today. So there are happy dances going on across the land, but there are also many, many tears. A lot of those are mine. Um, FYI, I'm sitting here in my my very eerily quiet home office because there are no people here. My husband is back at work with his wind pants and gym whistle around his neck doing his thing. And my son, Sebastian, is off his first day actually today of classes at university. I can barely say it. So he's doing that and uh, doing all kinds of exciting things, living his best life. And he has a roommate who he thinks is fantastic and he's meeting people. And he said, even though he's a classic introvert, he said, He's having the time of his life and extroverting is exhausting, but he's making it work. So I'm so proud of him. And uh, Avery, yeah, she's at high school. She's in real school, as she will tell you. So last year, you may know that she did. What in the hell? I have a guest. (laughs) I have a guest dog here today because my friend has a long day of work. So she dropped her dog off and our cat Kevin is not a fan there's a lot of hissing going on. If you hear hissing and humping, just please, please just <laughs> ignore it. It's just a regular day at the Thornberries. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anywho, yeah, Avery was home last year, as many, many children were doing online learning. And um, so now she's at real school. So this episode today, it's a little bit about what it's like when one sibling leaves for university and how that affects that sibling, how it affects their sibling with disabilities who may not fully comprehend what the separation might look like or feel like, although I think this would apply to any family. Um, And I wanted to tell a little bit about uh, what it was like for my husband and I. (laughs) Just Basically, it was just mostly like a lot of sobbing, like both of us. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And um, then I wanted to talk about how we approached this a major milestone and life change with Avery and some of the strategies that we are working through. And then I'm just going to give a hui update into Avery's entree into high school because it's, uh, wow, it's huge, right? It's a big step. Okay. I will try not to blab on too much, but I can't promise anything. Um, So welcome to Rambling Town Party of One. Hey everyone, it's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. Okay, let's kick things off with a good old-fashioned apology, shall we? So, to all my friends who have already had a child leave the nest, whether they went to university or to work or to join the army or the circus, whatever, if they have left, my God, I had no idea how emotional. I mean, I knew it's emotional, yada, yada, yada. I've been through the kindergarten drop off and that was pretty traumatic. And the first day of grade one, there were tears. Um, the first day of high school, I wept openly. Um, 
And not to belittle those milestones because they are mega, but there's just something about your first adult child leaving that is indescribably painful. And it's, oh, Lord. Anyway, I would focus on, you know, like in the years past saying to my friends, oh, how exciting they're going to university. Oh, that's amazing. You must be so proud of them. That's awesome. With nary a clue of the emotional turmoil that they were going through. So I just want to say, I get it now. My apologies. And to those who are behind us in this journey, I will be there. You bet your back. You bet your back. (laughs) You bet your ass I will be there to pull you up um, because, uh, yeah, it's significant. My husband and I um, are trauma aside because we shed many, many a tear. And um, although, may I just say, as I pat myself physically on the back, uh, I didn't cry one time when we were moving Sebastian, when we were unpacking, we were setting up his room, when we took him out for his goodbye dinner, all that jazz. I didn't actually shed a tear until we pulled up into our driveway at home and his car wasn't there. And then I just lost it. And I, funny enough, I messaged a friend and I said, uh, yeah, I held it together. You'd be so proud of me. And it wasn't until I got home and Sebastian's cat was gone um, that I really lost control. And she wrote back and she's like, Sebastian brought his cat with him to university? (laughs) It was supposed to be car. Okay. Autocorrect is not my friend. So... Um, and my husband also uh, said, let's just keep his bedroom door closed so that when we walk past, we won't be triggered. And we can just imagine that he's in there, you know, because he was basically in there the whole time when he lived here anyway. So that seems to be working for us. But all of our emotions aside, we our main concern was Avery and how she would not only process, but deal with this separation because we didn't know how much she would comprehend. And she has a real challenge with Uh, time, the concept of time. So if I say, you know, Sebastian's going to be home next week, she can't quite comprehend how long that will be. So well before he was set to leave over the summer, we started laying the groundwork and kind of, I don't know, giving her some strategies that we worked together on as a family. And uh, I think we did a really good job because as Sebastian said, "Uh, I think you guys like way oversold this because she doesn't even care that I'm gone. (laughs) which is a good problem to have, but he's not wrong. I mean, when she left his um, dorm, she's like, see you, brah. And with Nary a look back, which is pretty funny. Um, Well, funny to us, not to him. And um, he texted her the other night and he's like, good luck, brah. They call each other brah. Good luck, brah, on your first day of school. And she's like, thanks, brah. You know, like no asking how he's doing or when are you going to be home? So I guess we did upsell it, but here are the words that we used and the strategies that seem to have worked for us. So first of all, um, well before he moved, we took her to the campus a few times so she could walk around and have a good look so she could kind of get, she could create a mental image of where he would be living, which is really helpful for her. And also when we were driving there and back, we would say things like, wow, look how close this is. It's really not very far at all. Like Sebastian could come home anytime. So that gave her some comfort and knowing that he was not that far. Another thing is the day that we were moving, she actually had a friend over from across the street and they played outside and she was having such a good time and was so distracted. She wasn't seeing him packing all of his stuff. And um, so that worked really well. And then 
on moving day, she actually came with us and she helped set up his room. She was putting away his clothes. She was putting all of his underwear in his underwear drawer. And so she had that sense of control and that she was helping and she was part of the process, which was instrumental. Um, We also told her that, you know, Avery, here's a problem. When Sebastian's gone, guess what? You're going to get all the attention. So she really liked that. And also there was this um, transition of power. So I kept saying, well, you're the oldest sibling of the house now. And so we gave her a whole list of chores that she needed to accomplish. And that made her feel powerful. And um, I think that was a smart move. We also reminded her that he would be home often and each visit would be kind of like a big celebration and Avery's all about the celebration. So that is something that she had to look, she has to look forward to. And finally, keeping her busy. So like with the chores that I mentioned, we're doing lots of activities and not to mention the activities she already has, like her online dance class and her online yoga class and starting high school, which I'm going to revisit in just a moment um, at the end of this Uh, episode. But before that, a couple of ways that we have established to help keep them connected while they are apart. Number one, um, they are sending frequent texts back and forth to one another. And the other night, Sebastian texted and he said, brah, good luck on your first day of school. And she wrote back to him. And I said to my husband, did you tell him to text her? And he said, no, I thought you did. And I'm like, (laughs) good boy. Two, FaceTime. I don't know about you. I cannot stand FaceTime. I find it completely intrusive and awkward and weird, but Avery lives for it. So there's some of that going on. We are also encouraging her to write him letters old school because he has a mailbox at school. So she's doing that. Another thing is she's had a few sleepovers in his bed. So it's just her, her stuffies in her big brother's bed. And she, it just makes her feel, I think, close to him. And I might do that tonight. (laughs) I'm going to smell his pillow. (laughs) That's weird. And um, and then the other thing we were doing the other day is she and I were watching old Sebastian videos of him playing soccer and um, in his school musical concert, things like that. So I had to leave. I couldn't handle it. But she she enjoys that and it makes her feel connected. And there's also the promise of adventure. We've told her that we can go and visit him often. Like we're not just going to show up. Like we'll call ahead. We're not going to just arrive at his dorm and be like, hey, 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 we'll plan ahead. And uh, so, yeah, we said we could have a standing once a month brunch together as a family. And because obviously they call each other bruh, it would be called a family bruh. <laughs> like, I mean, of course, of course it would. Okay. So that is that. And um, yeah, so keeping Avery busy, she started high school, as I mentioned. In a previous episode, I did talk about the fact that she did not go to high school last year. And I felt like we got a little bit of a reprieve and um, we sort of baby stepped our way into high school because I have some issues. I was a little bit hesitant this year because we didn't have the regular orientation routine as you usually do transitioning into a high school program. And Avery is in something called the Community Pathways Program. They used to call it special ed back in the day, or they used to call it the um, learning skills, learning skills classroom. So now they call it Community Pathways Program, CPP. Yeah, you know me. And so she's in that. And um, there really wasn't an opportunity to meet with her teachers to establish a safety protocol. So that is a meeting that we will be having in a week or two. So I was like, hmm. So what is she supposed to do? Just like free ball it for the first two weeks and hope for the best. 
Uh, so one of our issues is, um, or one of our concerns, I would say, is Avery has a tendency to choke um, when she's eating. So it's partially um, motor skills. It's also overstuffing, and it's also getting excited and talking and standing up when she's eating. So you should see her lunch this week. It is like <laughs> applesauce, yogurt, mashed banana, um, stuff cut up into teeny, teeny bits because I'm not taking any risks in terms of choking. So with accommodations for lunch in place, I feel more confident. And um, she is not taking the school bus this year because A, COVID, ew, and B, I, I just, I have questions about the monitoring on the buses and like, what if she were to have a seizure on the bus? Who, what the the 73-year-old bus driver is going to be able to see that and deal with that while they're driving the bus? I don't think so. And, and I'm not saying that buses are unsafe. If your child is on a bus, that's awesome. You don't have to do the the hellish drive and drop off and pick up, which is, <laughs> you're taking your life into your hands. It is something else. But uh, I, we just don't have a proper safety plan in place yet. And so for now, we are opting off the bus, which is funny because apparently we were um, scheduled for a bus. And so the other day when I came home from school, uh, I looked out front and there was Avery's little school, school bus parked in front of our house with her entire class, like looking out the window. And I was like, yeah, we need to get our name off that list. <laughs> That's so funny, but not funny. And uh, the other thing about high school is that the days are much earlier. We leave the house at a, an ungodly hour in the morning. And so I'm trying really hard to do all the prep the night before. So Avery is laying out her outfit um, the night before she's making her own lunch with supervision because of course I want all the soft cut up stuff. And, um, what else are we doing? We're getting your backpack ready and put by the door and all that stuff. So, so far uh, so good. One final story. And if you, if we're friends on Instagram, you probably already know this disgusting story, but yesterday <laughs> I'll just end this on a, <laughs> on a sour note. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Let me tell you, this one is gross. So if you're a gagger, like I am, you might want to just stop right here. So yesterday I pick up Avery, she gets in the car and she says, Oh, I'm hungry. And I said, why? She said, I wasn't, I couldn't finish my lunch. And I said, why not? And she said, well, I ate my snacks, but I was going to eat my sandwich. And my friend said, don't eat that. That boy sneezed on your lunch and I saw snot land on your bread. Gross. So, with some prodding, I got the full story. And so, basically, a guy, a kid, walked past her table group and his mask was off and he sneezed and projectile snot rocketed onto her sandwich. And luckily, her friend saw this and advised her not to eat the sandwich because, ew, plus COVID, plus just also ew. So I said, oh, did you throw, I said, oh, did you throw your sandwich out? She said, no, I brought it home. <laughs> so I made my husband throw it in the garbage because I, <sighs> gagging, I was doing a lot of gagging. I wrote a letter to, uh, sorry, a letter, <laughs> it's 1983. I wrote an email to her teacher and just explained what had happened. And I said, you know, not a big deal. I'm just concerned that there are students walking around without masks when they shouldn't be. And she emailed me right back and apologized and said that she would um, check out the situation and advise the lunch supervisors that students should not be walking around from table to table, blah, blah, blah. So I thought this was funny that I had to pen this email about 
snot. And so I posted a screenshot on Instagram stories and oh my goodness, you are wonderful the way you rallied around Avery. And I had people messaging me left, right, and center saying they wanted to bash some heads in on Avery's behalf because they thought that this was a deliberate walk by snotting and that this person was bullying. Whoop. Hello. I've got, <laughs> I've got a dog on my lap, just like uninvited. Hi. Um, anyway, they thought that she was being bullied. And as much as I appreciate the support, I really do. I neglected to add the detail in the Instagram story that this student was part of her community pathways program. And I just assumed never even occurred to me that this would be a bullying incident. It was in my mind, this kid probably was frustrated with his mask, probably had allergies. Um, and maybe just, it was just bad judgment, bad timing and, um, you know, stuff happens. So yeah, it wasn't deliberate or malicious. It was not a malicious snot sandwich <laughs> incident. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to end on that disgusting note and say that, um, I'm sending all the mamas and the papas, um, love at this time. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? It's a hard time of year. It's a glorious time of year because you know, your house is empty, but it's also a devastating time of year because your house is empty. Yeah. So whatever season of parenting you are in, there are, there are ups and downs. You think you, you think you have it. You think you're like on it. And then some new challenge comes along and it's okay. I got your back. I'm just going to quickly read you uh, a woman who I follow on Instagram, um, Angela Repke. Uh, she, you can go follow her at, at, at Angela Repke, R-E-P-K-E. She posted this and it, it struck a chord, my friends. She wrote, when my kids were younger, I used to let them wear whatever they wanted to the grocery store. Now I miss them going as a firefighter, Elsa, Catwoman, or Superman, and striking up conversations with people who they made smile and would eventually say, it goes by so fast. I knew then that they were right. And I know now how honored I am to watch them change, but still how heartbreaking it truly is. Oh, that got me right in the feelers because uh, it's true. It's heartbreaking, but in a happy tears kind of way. And it does go so fast. Like people tell you that and you're like, I know, nice cliche. And then you're like, dang, it's true. It goes by in a blink of an eye, but to the disability parents, I would just like to add, and as if you don't already know this, but I'm just going to put this out there that this is very true for us as well, but it's also very different because many of us will have children living with us or dependent upon us to some degree for a very long time. And so will we ever become empty nesters? Probably not in the traditional sense. And, um, and that's okay. Uh, so it's a bit different for us though, but it doesn't mean that this doesn't apply. We still feel the heartbreak, the happy tear heartbreak, and we still feel the pride at watching our children grow and change and spread their wings and all those good things, right? Okay, so that's that. And one final thing I'm going to add is that I will be having, drum roll please, um, guests coming up soon. And um, A, because this one woman show is getting a bit long in the tooth. And B, I know so many people who have amazing things to share and lots of things to teach us. So I think that would be something great to explore. So as soon as I can figure this out, the schedule, the tech, all that, 
We'll have some guests over here at A Very Bright Life. Okay, folks, enjoy your freedom, your quiet houses, and um, may your lunches get made in a timely night before fashion, and may all sandwiches be tasty and mucus-free. <laughs> Ew. Avery, welcome home. How was school today? Perfect. It's so amazing. Me and me and my friend, we had a dance together in the cafeteria. <laughs> you were dancing in the cafeteria? With my friend. That's fantastic. And lunchtime. Was there any uh, one sneezing on your sandwich or your macaroni today? No. So that problem has been solved? Yes. Yeah, um, he um, um a kid was sneezing on my sandwich yesterday, not today. But you didn't eat your sandwich, did you? No. You brought your snot sandwich home? Yeah. And who threw it in the garbage? Dad. Dad, because your mother was going like this. <laughs> um, another question. Uh, what are your thoughts about your brother being at university? Do you miss him? No, I'm just going to see him on the weekends. Do you think he's living his best life and having a great time? Yes, he has a roommate. He does have a roommate. Are we going to visit him for our brunch soon? Yes, but when? I think probably not this weekend, but next weekend we'll go and we'll pick him up for brunch. Do you know yes. why we're calling it brunch? Oh, I know why. Why? Brunch. Right, and what do you call your brother? Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love you. Do you have a joke for us today or anything, or is that enough for now? That's enough for, ne- for now. For okay, you've had a hard day. Yeah. Not a hard day, but a long day. I wear my mask to, to kick up water. I could drink all my water today. Fantastic. And what I was going to say to you, you said on the first day wearing your mask all day was very difficult. How are you finding it now? Perfect. This time. You're so good. Okay. Go, go take a break. I love you. I love you. Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know, it's super cool. Okay, thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.